The Money Show. Other people's money. Panyazalu Sufi has been the voice in your head on education, certainly in Gauteng, for more than a decade, at least recently as uh, MEC for education. And he's our guest this evening on Other People's Money. But where does the name Andrek come from, Panyaza? <laughs> How are you, Bruce? Oh, I'm so good, Panyaza. I'm delighted to have you on. But you can't, you can't be polite and avoid the question. Where does the name Andrek come from? Um, no, my, my, when I was born, I, I was told uh, that in the ward, uh, people are commemorating uh, or observing a moment uh, to note uh, the death of uh, former president, uh, Henrik Fervut. So when the doctors and the nurses came back, uh, my, my parents gave birth to me and uh, they gave the name uh, Henrik. Uh, but because my parents... It was an unfamiliar name. Uh, they couldn't pronounce it correctly. Uh, so instead of saying Henrik, <laughs> then they wrote Andrek, uh, and, and, and that's how the name. So it, it was meant to be Henrik, uh, but I'm comfortable with Andrek uh, because you, you know that Henrik Fredwood, me and him are not uh, that good. You would you, you you wouldn't have got on. I don't think you would have. I don't think you would have been besties. I, I'm not too sure that you you would have shared the same perspective on education because you're still cleaning up his mess it's today, true. aren't you? It's true. Yes, yes. Indeed, everything I do is just to to reverse whatever he thought was correct. I still believe whatever he did was incorrect. So, so we are on the opposite side. I don't know about opposite. I don't know, there couldn't be a greater polar opposite. Um, <laughs> it, it, it just, he, he, he created generations of agony um, through yeah. education yeah. policies, of course, and Bantu education, the, the origins of, of separate streams of education. And I mean, based all, of course, on strong biblical beliefs and all sorts of other things and, and has wrought havoc for and generations. Then. But you grew up in Tembisa, but your, your family was moved, like so many other families were moved into group areas. Yeah. Um, uh, when did your parents, where, where were your parents before they got booted out and, and sent to Tembisa? My parents were in Aden Bay, uh, okay. just just next to where uh, uh, I think it's Stone Something Mall. There is a mall now there around that area. So they were around that area. So they were then uh, moved to Tembisa. I was very young. Uh, I think when I started to know that I'm a human being, uh, I, 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 I found myself in Tembisa. But I was told I was born around there. So I think they were forced... Uh, forcefully removed there when I was three, six months old, uh, okay. between three and six months old. So I didn't uh, observe that moment. So when I started to play, I was already in the dusty street of Tembisa. So everything that is in me is Tembisa. Uh, the aeroplanes, the sound of the aeroplanes, uh, uh, it's something that I grew in. When did you develop your, your keen interest in politics? Well, I, I, I don't think I had. Uh, I, I was a footballer, hence my name, Banyaza. Uh, I, I loved football uh, with everything. Um, and, and traditionally, uh, you had to go to what you call a mountain school uh, or initiation school, as it's better known now. Okay. So, yes, when, when I went, I think I was 12, 13, uh, when I was taken there. Uh, then there was this thing called break break dancing. Uh, <laughs> it was popular. Uh, so so 
when I left to go to initiation school, uh, all my friends, uh, I came back, they had this loud sound system on their shoulders, dancing. Uh, and I felt left out because uh, they were advanced uh, in terms of the dance and all these things. So I stuck to football. Uh, but but during school holidays, uh, you have no choice. Uh, you have to go uh, and look for, 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 for what, what is commonly known as peace jobs. So, yeah. so I had to go to, to, to do those peace jobs of gardening, and um, I, I'm a lazy bugger to be quite frank, uh, 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 Bruce. I hate, I hate. <laughs> like proper, proper, labor. Pro- proper I, work. No, proper I, work is I, terrible. I yes. hate, I hate hard labor uh, with everything. Even in my house, I can't even change a rope. I can you know, it's very difficult with me. So, so if you can touch my hands, are so soft, you, you can't believe uh, <laughs> they belong to a man. So, w- when we started those things, I didn't like it. Uh, at all, uh, so so, but it was a pain to go there. So I had to develop an excuse. Uh, an excuse was, mom and dad, I can't do the peace job. Uh, these guys are looking for my pass or, or ID book. Uh, they they need this document. They need all this thing, and I can't sleep over after five o'clock. I must leave. So I developed an excuse around those things. Uh, but my parents felt no, no, no. It's not uh, a sound excuse. We'll go and uh, we'll go and uh, apply for an ID document for you. Uh, so when I was in the train, uh, it's a train from Pretoria to Jemester. But we took a train from Tembisa. Uh, there's a station called Calfontaine. So that's mm-hmm. the only white station. Uh, so when you're at Calfontaine, the trains to Tembi- from Tembisa, you have to change uh, to the train from Pretoria. So this train was full, Bruce, literally full. People were hanging out. So I said to my my, my dad, Dad, uh, we, I saw at the front there, uh, the seats are empty. At that time, it was called first class. So it was for white people only. So I said, I saw the, the seats were empty there. Uh, and, and my father said to me, no, you are not allowed uh, to be there. So that preoccupied my mind. I'm not allowed. What's that? You know? But I ignored it. So but when I arrived at Jemestin where we need to, to to take the ID document, they threw the form at my dad and my dad couldn't write. Um, so everyone was very rude. I mean, here's the man I respect, uh, I obey his instruction, I do whatever that he says. So this man is <laughs> been taken uh, literally uh pushed left, right, and center, not respected. And I wanted to understand what kind of a regime that can treat my father like this, you know? Uh, because uh, you, you, you needed to get somebody to write the forms for him because he couldn't write the forms, uh, fill the forms. So, so and he, he was ready for it because he had, uh, I don't know in English what you call it, you know, a nip, a small bottle of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that uh, yeah. It's a nip. It's a so nip. He it. It's a nip, yeah. <laughs> so he had it. He had two bottles because I think he expected that. So he will then put it on the table and someone will sit and take it and then fill the form. Uh-huh. Um, and, 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 and that's how I managed to get my ID document. So when we went back to the railway station, I observed the same thing. Um, so that's when I started to look uh, uh, to understand why uh, I can't be in that platform. But it hit me when I wanted to choose a career. Uh, 
so when you grew up in the township, uh, there was somebody called superintendent in township language. They call it super. Uh, yeah. That's a superintendent. That's what we call municipal managers now. So everyone feared that person. So I said, no, no, no. Uh, because everyone respects this person called uh, superintendent. I want to be a superintendent. Uh, I remember uh, I went to the local uh, municipality just to uh, ask how superintendent function, want to shadow the superintendent so that I can observe uh, what this failure is doing. Then in one way, that person said, you can't. And I said, why? He said, no, no, no. no. To be a superintendent, you are kind of this team. Yes, it doesn't allow you. Then I said, hey, let me choose something. When I grew up, which is our next topic, Bruce, when I grew up, uh, people were betting horses. Uh, or, 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 so horses were big at that time. Uh, so, so, and, and, and I will be sent to, to go and bet uh, and, and, and go to, to Captain Park bet. So I, 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 I know the jockeys by name by that time, all of them. So I could not see a jockey with a black name. Then I said, "No, no, no I want to be a jockey." You're too big to be a jockey. I, went, I hate to break this. I hate, yeah. to, I hate to break this to you, but I mean, I couldn't be a jockey, and you couldn't be a jockey. It's just—it's not fair on the horses. No, <laughs> so when I went there, Newmarket. I remember there was a place called Newmarket. So I went there. I want to be a jockey. I said, "No, your color of the skin." So that's when I started to say now this thing of my color of the skin can't be a problem in everything I want to do I want to take an ID I couldn't I wanted to be a super yeah. superintendent I couldn't be I want to be a jockey I couldn't be so I must fight this thing you know okay. and unfortunately then my my elder brother went into exile he was politically active and then it broke the camels back then because when he went to exile you couldn't see him so when I was I just writing my metric, um, then I had these documents, the freedom chart and all these documents. The police raided the house. They found me reading those documents. They arrested me, sentenced, uh, took me to prison without trial. And I spent time there. That's when I met all these key leaders, um, Amos Masondos and other yeah. things. And then they then put politics in my mind. And that's how I became active in politics. My goodness me, that is a detailed, a detailed <laughs> tale. But we'll to get on to the money bit in just a moment with Panyaza Lusufi, the MEC for Education in Gauteng. Fascinating insights um, into you know the <laughs> why the country is in the state that it's in, uh, and anecdotes which feed into, of course, that reality. The Money Show. Other people's money. So, Panyaza Lusufi, how did you? What was your first? paid job other than the peace jobs which you hated which don't really count <laughs> uh, my first paid job I was a volunteer for an NGO called Tembisa Career Center we were advising learners on careers uh, during school holidays uh, so so uh, they paid me I think it's around 400 grand per month around that time but it was just for transport purposes uh, I, I, I enjoyed uh, uh, playing dice uh, in, in the township, so so that four hundred rand uh, uh, became very handy. And if I have some good winnings uh, over the weekend, I will then buy uh, a box of apples and and, and uh, sell them at school during lunch break. So I had uh, some interest in business and all those things when I was young. Do you still like gambling? <laughs> <laughs> 
Do you still, would you still have a flutter? Because you had no, 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 clearly no, no, lots no. of exposure. Have you managed to get through that? No, no, no. I, I, I. The, the good thing with gambling was that it was the only 24-hour place during those dark days of apartheid. Uh, so, so. Mawupane was the closest. So I, I would go uh, Mawupane and Haman's Kral. When the police were looking for me, <laughs> uh, the only place to hide was casinos. Uh, so, so, so I'll go, I think the casino called Carousel. I'm not sure it's still Yes, there. The, it's so, gone now, yes, I think, but I remember it, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Carousel, and then over the weekend, it was nightclubs. So there was a nightclub at... Um, Johannesburg, uh, next to Johannesburg North Station called the Dome. So, so I, I grew in casino life, uh, not gambling per se, but just uh, 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 ensuring that the police can't trace uh, when I'm in those. And those homeland states, uh, it was very, very difficult for the apartheid police just to go to Kutatwana and just arrest you. So I will, I will sleep at the, at the casinos at night and in the morning. I'll catch taxis back to school. Um, and, and, and that's how I survived, I think, for almost three to four years. You've recently been elected chair of the ANC in Gauteng. For a while, you were the president of Swallows, but I think you gave that up with this new yes. role of, of, of ANC chair in Gauteng. I mean, are you 100% dependent on politics for your income, or do you have other interests? Well, I don't have any financial interest, except that, obviously, I, I was a public servant for quite some time. Uh, I think for almost uh, 18 years or so, uh, I, I was a senior public servant. When I left, I was the DG, acting DG for the Department of of, of, of Education. Uh, mm. I was appointed MEC. So, so my investment in terms of my pension and other things, I invested in some uh, accounts. So that's the only other revenue uh, beside uh, my political work. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, again, if you're going to be a full-time civil servant, it takes a lot of time and energy and focus. Um, there isn't time for side hustles, um, I, I guess. Um, but uh, so you've you've you know, looked after your money. You've looked after that, you know, having worked as a professional within government, um, you've, you've got a nice base and sort of a, a financial base from which to work. Um, do you still, do you put more than the sort of required minimum away in investments every month? Are you a disciplined investor? I must be honest, uh, the football element destroyed my investment a lot. <laughs> uh, I think I bend my fingers there. Uh, it, it, the love of football, uh, I told you I got my name uh, from football. Yeah. So I I, I really uh, love football. And, and when my team, Solos FC, was relegated in 2014, uh, I was hurt and disappointed. And I felt that I can't leave uh, such a rich legacy to die. So, so I went there to revive it. It was really in the old time, uh, dead. So, it, so I had to revive it. I think that process of reviving it and then bringing it back to the professional league uh, dented my investment a lot. Uh, and I, I don't think I will encourage somebody to uh, to venture in that business. Uh, and then I met one top, top, top investor. Uh, and I was trying to persuade that investor to invest in the soccer team. And he said something that I think is profound. He said, if you want to, if you are a billionaire and you want to be a millionaire, invest <laughs> in football. 
So football, and I fo- took that football, advice. football clubs and wine farms and other activities, I'm sure, um, are are very similar in in that respect. What's your attitude yeah. towards money? Yeah. I mean, are are you somebody who's looking to to continue your career in politics? Which is, you know, if you get to rely on a on a political salary or a civil service salary, you're never going to get super rich. You'll be comfortable, and lots of people retire with great dignity. Um, after decades of service, of course, um, or is it your intention to get into business at some point in the future to ensure that you get yourself a decent tidy nest egg? Look, I think I don't. I don't think uh, I'll get into business. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm hooked in terms of uh, representing and serving our people. I really believe that there are a lot of things that need to change. Uh, there are a lot of imbalances. There are a lot of inequalities. There are a lot of Things that I really believe the states need to uh, play uh, a critical role, uh, and and I know my views sometimes, Bruce, uh, are views that uh, might 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 <laughs> might not be welcome within the business world. Uh, for example, I still I still don't think or believe why we still have cash. Uh, I really believe we should uh, go cashless uh, with the high level of. Uh, I think uh, lots of people in the of, certainly uh, in the formal uh, sector would agree with you. They would uh, they would love the idea for us all to be tapping our mobile phones and cards and all sorts of things, um, going cashless. Do you have bigger political ambitions? I mean, I've heard you being mentioned as a possible contender to um, to be, to run for the premier of Gauteng at the next elections in twenty twenty four. Is that an ambition that you have? I know you're going to say, "Oh no," but if only the party sends me. But really, <laughs> you're a you're a political animal. That you you would be honoured by that. Wouldn't uh, Bruce, I've never chose a career. I studied, uh, I studied um, business administration. I hold a master's in business administration. I've never practiced it. So my career has been uh, driven by uh, society's needs and society's choices. I, I've never made my own choice. So if somebody made that choice for me, that to lead government, uh, I, I, I will honestly, honestly feel humbled and honoured to do so. Panyaza Lusufi, thanks for chatting to us this evening. Good to catch up. MEC for Education in Gauteng, chair of the ANC in Gauteng as of June this year, with a big focus on a career in politics.